I'm done. I am done. That is a phrase that we have all perhaps collectively groaned at the end of this last year coming into 2021, that we are done. We are done. We are wanting to see things different. We're wanting to see change. We're wanting to see things better. We are perhaps even walking through something that we're wanting to get on the other side of it. We are done. What's some of the things that we're done with? Well, I made a list. Some of the things that I'm done with and perhaps some of the things that you're done with too. We're done with social distancing. We're done with COVID. We're done with wearing masks. We're done with, we want things to look different. We want the grieving that we're in to look different. We're tired of feeling discouraged and weary. We're done with the political season. We're ready for our businesses and our economy to get back or to be even better than before. We are done with the heightened anxiety that we're perhaps carrying. We're done with the loneliness that people seem to be feeling. We're done with feeling like we're missing out on relationships and gatherings and life. The state of flux that we are in, our traditions, our gatherings, they look different and we are done with it. So do me a favor, take a moment and Share, to next, share with you and the person in the room with you or share next to somebody that you're sitting with. Share something that you are walking through right now that you're done with it. You're ready to be on the other side of that season. What is something that you are walking through that you want to be done with it? Take a moment, share that with somebody. I think if there's one thing that we are all in agreement on, one thing that we are not done with, we are not done with the New England Patriots losing. We are ready for that to continue on into the 2021 season. It's not a bad thing to want what we are walking through to look a little different. It's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing to want the things that we're experiencing to be changed. It's just that we might be missing something that God might be doing in the midst. We might be missing God's activity. In some ways, this is similar to David and 2 Samuel. Now, David wasn't in a pandemic. He wasn't walking through the losses that we quite are. No, he was in the midst of prosperity. He was in the midst of victory. He was in the midst of things just going well. The ark has returned to the city. David's been dancing before it. But something is stirring within David. He's wanting something different. And the thing that he's wanting different is he wants the ark out of a tent and into a permanent dwelling place. He didn't like that it's in this ark. I mean, he didn't like that the ark was in this tent. As one scholar said, the tent, now this was, a, this was temporary. It's easily broken up at any moment. It's destructible. So of course David is feeling this kind of weariness that the ark is residing in this type of vulnerable place. Now as a person who has camped in the woods in a nylon tent, I can tell you that there is something very vulnerable 
between you and all the creatures that are stirring in the woods. So of course, David wants this. How many of us would want something very similar? How many of us, the tent and, is kind of similar to what we're walking through? We want change. We want stability. We yearn for things to be better on the other side of it. Doesn't feel like a bad thing to want. David's, in David's longing, though, he almost misses out on something else. So David longs for this permanent dwelling place. And Nathan, his spiritual advisor, says, you know what? You're close with God. God's close with you. Go ahead. Do whatever it is that you want to do. God is with you. But then later on, God comes to Nathan and God says to David through Nathan, he says, go to David. Tell him this. You know that house you want to build for me? Yeah, I don't need that. I, I don't need that. I, I have been with you wherever you have gone. God says to David, I have been with you in the desert. I have been with you in Mount Sinai. I have been with you as you've entered into the land. I haven't asked for a house. I haven't needed a house. I haven't needed things different the way that you are. Yes, I have been in those temporary dwelling places, but those places, they were to point to the permanent abiding that I want to do with you. And then God peels back the curtain a little bit with David and he says, David, you know how you want to build me a house? No, 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 no. I want to build you a house. I want to build a permanent house for you and for the generations to come. I'm building something in you. Your house, your kingdom, it will endure forever. And, and David's longing, he almost missed it. And David's longing for this permit to build God this permanent house. He almost missed what God was doing through him for all of humanity. He almost missed it. D David's not the only one, though. Think about the Pharisees. The Pharisees, they were longing for the coming Messiah. And when he actually arrived, they couldn't see it. The disciples, they got to walk and touch and see Christ and they still missed it with conversations like, Jesus, who's going to sit on your right and left hand side? They couldn't see his arrival. I think there are times in which we miss it. We miss God's activity. When we yearn to be on the other side of it, when we yearn to be on the other side of whatever it is that we're walking through, when we yearn for, come Lord Jesus, come, and we're yearning for the second coming, we miss it. God pulled back the curtain with David, but with us, God pulls us back into his story. He pulls us back into his story where he says things like, so the word became human and makes his dwelling among us. 
He was full of unfailing love and faithfulness, and we have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only. God pulls us back into his story and reminds us that he is with us. The word that was present in the beginning is here now. The word that was God and is is with God is with us. The word that through all that was created is here. The word that was life and light is present. The incarnation, God dwelling with us. Athanasius said, this is very God, a very God, begotten, not made, one substance with the Father. I like how one author put it, said, the word that was made flesh makes his dwelling and tabernacles with us. God became flesh. And through that putting on flesh, God understands, God empathizes, hears, sees, weeps, grieves, mourns, laughs, rejoices, hurts with all that we are walking through. God makes his dwelling with us so that he can renew, he can redeem, he can restore, he can heal that which we are in. The incarnation, this is a beautiful reminder that God shines through and in the messiness of life. God shines through, sees all that we are walking through, dwells in it with us. That's the incarnation. That is God with us. This past year, my family, we've, we've walked through what I consider too many losses. One of those losses was the death of my brother. And as many of you have walked through, when you walk through loss, it is hard. It is difficult. And from the moment in which we found out of his passing, and I have been reflecting on it this whole last year, I've realized God has been with us. I have seen God with us in the hands, the feet, the conversations. I have seen God with us in, to be quite honest, in more ways that I can share right now. So if you want to hear, let's grab coffee sometime. But here's the thing. God is with you. God is with you in the struggles of grief. God is with you in the loneliness. God is with you in the heightened anxiety that you're carrying. God is with you in the fears as you're trying to figure out what is next in your day. God is with you as you try to sort through leading your business, wondering how it's going to take place. God is with you as you are trying to make ends meet and going from paycheck to paycheck. God is with you in the struggles of schooling and teaching. God is with you in all that you are walking through. The incarnation is God's story of redemption of those things, his redemption of humanity, his presence in our lives, 
his light shining through and in what we're walking through. Hear that. His light is shining through and in what we are walking through. And the darkness, the darkness will not overcome it. Can you say that with me? The darkness will not overcome it. This is the glory of the one and only. So come, let us adore him. Like Mary and Joseph and the shepherds, when they saw the word made flesh in the manger, or when the apostle John, he declared, he said, my eyes have seen, our hands have touched, the life that has appeared, we have seen and we testify. Or when Paul Declare, you said, Christ being the very nature of God made himself nothing and was made in human likeness. Or when the Spirit fell upon the church and the church was sent out as Christ's hands and feet and word for all to hear. Or when the church fathers and mothers years ago, as children of God, they lived as Christ was living in and through them. Can I tell you something else? Still today, I see God with us. I still see God with us. I see it in the small group of older adults who gathered outside a hospital for four or five consecutive nights and they prayed for a healing for one of their members. I saw in the family when they lost their mother and they were gathering to meet as for the funeral. They sat in the, and they couldn't have more than 10 people in the room. And there in the chapel was two of their closest friends sitting right next to them as they mourned the loss of their mother. I see it with the men and women who are, who are walking step by step with people who are on the recovery journey, knowing that presence, presence is what is needed most right now. I see it with two of our older adults who consistently check in with one of our members who lives by themselves. I see it with uh, one of our members who, who is celebrating a milestone birthday in the, in the middle of this pandemic and, and they couldn't gather, but one of their family members organized this parade of cars to drive by their house and smile and wave and honk their horns and wish them a happy birthday and to see the smile on their face when they saw that you knew God was with them. I saw it with one of our members who was having surgery and their spouse only had a two-hour window with which to visit them in the hospital. And when they were there in that room, the nurse looked at the spouse and said, I know you have two hours, but I'm not looking at the clock. God with us. I see it with the groceries that are dropped off in the family's doorstep as they are all in quarantine. I see it and the card that's filled with scripture, encouragement, and prayer to people who are walking through difficult times. Do I still want things to be different? Yes. I do. The losses, the grief, the heartache, the pain, it's real. And I want it to be done. I do want it to look different. I want it to be changed. But there's something else that's real. That in the midst of this is God's presence. God is with us. 
when we tell the stories of this past year, when we tell the stories of what it was like to live through this time, when we talk about COVID, what are we going to say? Are we going to talk about how we had to do all these Zoom meetings? Are we going to talk about the changes, the angst, and all the dilemmas, and all the things that we had to walk through? Or are we going to talk about the stories of God's presence in our life? Are we going to talk about how we saw his hands and his feet in and through this whole season? That's the story we need to tell. That's the stories that we need to make sure that we remember. Emmanuel, God with us. The word that made, was made flesh and dwells with us in the midst of this. That's the story we need to tell. That's the stories we need to tell in this coming year, no matter what is, comes our way. That God is with us. So how do we move forward? How do we go sent out from this day, from this time? How do we move forward? Well, for David, he saw that God was with him and God gave him the glimpse of the glory that was to come. For us, God has revealed and pulls us back to his story as we saw in John. But God still pulls back the curtain just a little bit more for us to see his continuing story, his redemption, his restoration still at work. He peels back the curtain. He shares with us revelation. He says, God's dwelling place is now among the people and he will dwell with them. They will be his people and God himself will be with them and be their God. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain for the old order of things has passed away. God peels back the curtain to show us that this is not there is. This is not all that there is for us. There is more. I am present now, but there is more yet to come. So we move forward knowing that God is with us now and he's with us then. We move forward knowing that we live with this present future hope this reality of God's presence now and that soon it will be different. It will be different. This present future hope, this is similar to a prayer in which Richard Vore says, humble me in the presence of this reality. Lord, humble us to live now and future. Help us to be the incarnation of Christ. That's our practice to give you some reflection questions, questions that you can walk through as a family, as a small group, in your workplace. A um, couple that I want to kind of hit on right now is this. What next step? can we take to more regularly notice God's presence in our life each day? As we step into this next day, step into this next year, how can we more regularly notice God's presence in our life? And then jump to the last question. With whom are you incarnational? Who are you, the hands and feet and voice of Christ? Who are you 
dwelling with? Who are you sitting in the messiness of life today? We're going to end in a reflective practice that's called an exam, and it's called an Ignatian exam, and a reflective prayer as we go out from this day. So I asked you in the beginning, I said, what's something that you are in the middle of that you want to get on the other side of? You remember that? Wasn't that long ago. Do you have it? Here's what I'd like for us to do. Find a spot, find a place. You might have to do this a little bit later. But find some time to sit in that specific aspect, that season, that item that you want to get on the other side of and ask God these questions. Say, God, in this season I'm walking through, who have been your hands, your feet, your words for me? To reflect, ask God, what have they said, Lord, that's pointing me to your presence? God, what are you revealing to me about this season? 